Okay. Press to shut do the it. Hell up. I'm ready. We'll do a quick match and then just games played. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Just games played? We play? could probably talk about games played for a while. Yeah, we got a lot of games. Yeah. There's more than I wrote on the list. <laughs> yep, I got some dudes. Yes. Yay. Hooray! That could be the new intro. Quite upset. Ooh, it's a spooky edition of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance, episode number 80. Hello, I am your host, Joey. You get to choose your own nickname that... No! I could have changed my... I don't even want to read the rest of this, guys, because essentially I could have chosen my own nickname today, and I uh, didn't. Uh, that's a win for us. Oh, <laughs> win again! Well, of course, with me is Josh Utley from the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, I guess. I wish I could have chosen my own name. And, of course, Sean Epperson of Think 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. Running the boards, the amazing Vicky Barcelona. Hi! Uh, Josh, how can the lovely Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Go to the newly revamped BJGeekNation.com for all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. more. You can also search Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. Just search BJ Geek Nation. Because we're fancy. We're on all the platforms. We this do all the posting. We do everything. We do it all. Today's episode is going to be jam-packed full of all games we've played because, as you guys know, we were off for a little while due to computer issues, so we have done a lot of gaming since then. A little bit. So we're going to get a lot into that. But first, we have to talk about uh, a couple of events coming up. One very soon, Dice Fest. Yeah, what this upcoming I'm weekend. I'm excited. Woo, and we mentioned a little bit in the last podcast, guys. But a quick rundown. Dice Fest, what is it? What do they do? What do we play? Dice Fest is uh, Flying Frog Productions' own little con. Con! And all Dice, uh, all Dice Fest games. Yeah, all Dice Fest games and <laughs> all Flying Frog games. Well, little. <laughs> this is yeah. this is they're blowing out the doors by this little I mean little compared to Earth <laughs> <laughs> by comparison sure oh man this this is going to be an amazing event uh, if you are just tangentially interested in games in board games go check it out man this place is going to be rocking uh, they've got so much stuff there they've got cool games they're going to be set up barbecue barbecue I want it music barbecue. <laughs> Josh is invited. Uh, they're going to be teaching how to play games. There's going to be painting sessions. They're going to have special deals and prices on their games. They're going to mention have... barbecue. Oh man, there's so much cool stuff to do and barbecue. Hosted oh, hey. what we can only describe as the most eccentric middle school <laughs> expo room I've ever seen. I want to go back to school. And that <laughs> just sounds weird because it's right? a middle school, but damn, it's a nice school. Like it, my school wasn't that cool. No, me neither. It looks like a college. My like school had a warden <laughs> instead of a vice principal. Really? Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Whoa. What's, okay, I'm not going to ask any more questions. I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> but Dice Us again, October 12th through the 13th at Valley View Middle School, 14308 Broadway Ave, Nahomish, Washington. Look it up. Get the information. Join us there. There's going to be barbecue, right, Josh? I hear there will be barbecue, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but uh, other than that, we actually have another great thing going on. Now, this is next month, but we got to keep mentioning it because it's for oh, a yeah. great cause, our extra life at Zulu's. And we want everybody to come. Just <laughs> Everyone. Zulu's just remodeled. There's 
new game spaces, the, the new indoor space, the new outdoor space, which is really still an indoor space, and there's a fireplace, and it's amazing. And Zulu's going to have a special menu, and I'm going to keep rattling off things until other people start talking, and oh. it's going to be super <laughs> awesome. And it's all for uh, Extra Life Children's Miracle Network, helping out, us for us particularly, uh, Seattle Children's Hospital. So you can help the kids, you can eat some great food, and you can beat Sean at a board game. Yes, you can. I will be there. So not only will we be there gaming, but we're also going to have special people in the Seattle area that are going to be doing demos. Uh, other publishers are going to be bringing their stuff. So throughout the day, they're going to be there teaching how to play lots of really cool stuff. Uh, there's going to be uh, some specials going on as well. Like they said, the special menu. We're going to be live streaming. Uh, it's going to be an incredible thing. Even if you can only come down for a couple hours, do that because we're going to have in-store raffles. Even if you're you're booked up that day, they're going to be pre-selling raffle tickets. And they're going to be having some deals like you buy so much, you get a raffle ticket. What? I so, like tickets. Wow. It's going to be amazing. And it's on Twitch as well where you can watch and participate if you'd like to donate and screw over someone's lovely board game experience, <laughs> as I like to say. Because that tends to what happens when BJ plays a board game and someone goes, you know what I can do for you, BJ? Rocks. Rocks on your face. <laughs> Uh, and I actually hear Yuli's famous sausage. Uli's? Why do I say Yuli's? I like Yuli's. It's Uli's famous sausage Uli. that might have uh, some tasty treats for you there as well. Everything, again, like we said, going to a great cause. And, of course, you get to play board games. Yeah. You know, for 25 hours. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> There's never enough time in a day. That's why we added an extra hour. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like I mentioned, we have not talked about our lovely board gaming experiences. And gosh, it feels like forever. I've even played board games. It's what? crazy. Same. I know. Vicky's played board games. I don't have to ask you guys if you've played board games because, well, <laughs> let's be honest. A couple. It's a lifestyle. What if I What if I took a break? I, didn't I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, what? I think this is a code. Are you in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> twice. Someone's listening. What games did you steal and why did they put you in jail for it? Uh, but you want to kick us off, Josh? What's something you've been playing? Oh, I picked up a new one uh, about a month ago at PAX. Era Medieval Age by Matt Leacock, published by Eggertspiel. Eggertspiel. You've heard of Civ Builders and Town Builders, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. Well, Era is literally a town builder. You like Legos? I yes. love Legos. <laughs> well, this is a Lego-esque board where you are physically building a town, buildings and walls. It's a point-getter where... Every building's worth a certain amount of points, but if you can manage to wall in your city, everything's worth double points. Well, this is very odd. You're not even kidding. It's just like a board with little pegs that you put Legos in. It is. And everyone has their own color, except I. Mm, there, is there cooperation in this game? Cause None. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it is completely uncooperative. Oh. Uh, you can mess with people. There's a, a When you roll dice, you get skulls, and any skulls can cause uh, disasters and one of which is cause other people to get wasted land, which takes up room on their uh, on their board where they can't build anything or maybe even have to destroy some buildings. No one likes wasted land. So it's kind of a push-your-luck element. So if you have a certain number of skulls where you're getting messed over, you get re-rolls. So you might go, yeah, I'm really hoping I get some skulls because if I get enough, I can mess with other people instead. Ah, okay, that makes sense. And yeah, so mechanically, you get uh, however many build, whatever building you have. There's a dice that goes along with most of them, and you roll Yahtzee style three times. Anything with skull, you must lock, and you can choose to save others throughout your three re rolls, and or two re rolls. And then at the end, 
you're you, you have what you have and you get your resources based on your dice rolls then you have to feed your people because <laughs> sport gaming we like to feed our people barbecue uh, <laughs> yes. uh, and then you spend the resources to build buildings and you go around and of course there's an attack dice that I never seem to be able to use but John <laughs> extorts resources from everyone at the table what are you talking about <laughs> the only dice he goes for he ignores everything else he just gets all the attack dice Sean's looking very menacing right now. I feel like, I mean, are we surprised? No, we are not. Well, my resources are good, but your resources are so much better. <laughs> really, it's just your own fault, Josh. You're just too good at gathering resources, and Sean's just too good at attacking. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at his board going, hmm, he needs this many resources to get this building. Well, that's what I'll be taking. Or if I refuse or somebody requests a resource I don't have intentionally, I actually lose two points. Ooh. If I if I don't give it to him, so <laughs> he never asked for something I have. No, right? no. <laughs> hey, you have zero gold. Hey, Josh. <laughs> to be fair, though, I I never give anybody my resources. <laughs> no way. I take the two points. Uh, how did the game end up playing? Did you uh, win? I have won. I have lost. I played this game a lot over the last month. Actually, um, it scores in around the fifty sixty range. But I've <laughs> my last play, I scored eleven. Eleven. Oh, don't ask. <laughs> How many of your people didn't get fed? <laughs> I, I was able to feed all my people because I didn't have any. I can never get uh, – you roll dice and one of the uh, actions you can get is build. I I spent half the game with no builds. Ah. So I am just have this – like I had all these resources, <laughs> but I couldn't do anything with them. You brought everyone to the Area 51 celebration <laughs> and you I had did. nothing to house them. I had nothing. <laughs> uh, oh, well, that sounds awesome. Uh, out of 10, what would you give it? I would give this a good seven and a half. That's it, solid. It's fun. It plays really in about an hour because uh, it's pretty controlled. As soon as a certain number of buildings are gone, depending on player count, then the game is over. Ah. And you just uh, very point salad So because every building scores differently. Plus, if it's walled in, if you manage to build your walls, they're worth double points. Nice. So how many players does it play? One to four. Ooh, one to four. You can play yourself. You can build There's your own town. Mode. There is yeah. a solo mode, yes. Ooh, that sounds like fun. All right, Sean, what about you, sir? I got to play an out-of-print game that I've been wanting to play for a while called The King is Dead by Osprey Games uh, and designer Pierre Sil- Sylvester. Um, so this game's been out-of-print forever. A lot of people have been talking about how it's a really good game, and it's it it's an area control game that plays over eight rounds, and you have eight cards. You can play any number of cards that you want in a round, but you only get those eight cards. Hmm. So conservation of when do I play this card to manipulate the board? You know, do I play two in, in this case in order to like move different units around? Because everybody's basically fighting for um, the three different factions that are controlling England. And okay. if you have the the most influence with these different factions, say like the the Saxons, if you have the most influence with the Saxons and the Saxons control the majority of England, they crown you king. Because I like being king. With I was gonna say I like this. There's some probably bribery involved. It's really interesting because you're you're. It's very competitive, very cutthroat. Uh, you're you know changing things around on the board really you know a lot. Uh, it's super super tight on that economy of cards. It's really really interesting game. Um, so the the presentation of it, it's a little bland uh, as far as like the looks, 
what I found out was that uh, designer Pierce Vester said that there is a new version coming out soon. Ooh. So this long out of print game may be available again. For me in particular, I can see the appeal of this game. I got to play it once and my head hurts so bad. <laughs> it's very thinky. <laughs> it's so thinky. It's, it's not long, like he said. It's only eight rounds. And in those rounds, you don't even have to play a card. Uh, you could save passed. your cards until the end. But yeah, I, my brain burned on that one. <laughs> I can tell you a 30-second rundown of playing that game with BJ. Round one, <laughs> BJ does nothing. Round two, I'm behind. You play all your cards to help me, or I'm going to dethrone everyone. <laughs> Round three, the king is dead. <laughs> oh, So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do as far as the production values. He was really cagey about what he could talk about, um, but... I think they're going to probably, based on the, how this company has done before, they're probably going to up the production value and add in some new stuff. So pretty excited to see that. I like mystery when it comes to a release of a new board game. Yeah. Because that usually means you're going to get a lot of stuff. Well, and no one's announced this yet. So, I mean, as far as I know, this is kind of like breaking news for you listeners. So if you've ever heard of the game King is Dead, and like, I can't get this. It's out of print. Well, it will be coming back. The King is back, just like <laughs> Arnold. I told you I'd be back. <laughs> Vicky, you've even played a game or I've two had, or three. I played two of them, actually. Whoa. I had uh, my old board gaming crew, which was my old roommates, because we used to play all the time when we lived together. We decided to reunite yes. and get together and play some games. And I, I mean, obviously, I showed them 13 Clues. So you went back. I went back. <laughs> they reunited okay. just to play some games. <laughs> and it felt so good. Anyways, uh, but we did play two games. Recently, uh, I did end up playing Forbidden Desert with uh, two of the roommates. Mm, and desert. then, which was a desert, not oh, dessert. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Forbidden uh, Key Lime Pie. And so apparently the other roommates had Forbidden Skies. Yeah, or Sky, excuse me. And it was a lot of fun. Very similar to Forbidden Desert. Uh, it is very, it's a, um, you know, I'm totally blanking on the term right now. Cooperative game. Cooperative game. Thank you. I was going to say, us against the board. <laughs> Take that board. Same but the cool, the cool thing I liked about Forbidden Desert is that you're trying to collect all the pieces to build your little flying, you know, blimpy thing. In this one, you're connecting the wires to little magnet, and they all have to kind of go around, and then you light up, it lights up the ship. And if it goes off, it, it makes a little noise and it starts flashing, and that means you did it correctly. Ooh. What's cool in the storyline of that is it actually started with Forbidden Island. Mm -hmm. And in Forbidden Island, you got to get to the helicopter. The helicopter crashes in the desert, which mm -hmm. starts Forbidden Desert to get to the airship, which you fly off and you crash into a like a sky platform. Yeah, you basically you're trying to build it all. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. The uh, the crew preferred it over Forbidden Desert because Forbidden Desert, you're trying to flip over all the pieces and then you have the sand coming on. So flipping the pieces becomes a pain in the ass. It's similar to Pandemic in the sense of you all have a, a card and you each get different uh, abilities, basically. Like you're, you can be the climber or the surveyor. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Two to five players. Uh, we... We did a pretty good job on not being an alpha. There wasn't an alpha gamer, even though some of us didn't know how to play. Ah, oh, yes, because that can always be a problem when I have the best strategy and no one listens. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I need, like, everyone needs to do their own thing. It's like, I'm going to do this. And then everyone's like, okay, yeah, try it, whatever. Uh, one other game we played, and I had no, no idea that these types of games existed. I knew of Dead of Winter because I know Rev really likes it and my old roommate loves it. I never really cared to play it because... Zombies. Vicky uh, <laughs> is not a horror fan. For those no. of you who don't know, Which she is... will run. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't like. I'm really weird because I don't like watching the movies. I don't really care to watch the shows. I like going to haunted houses. Funny enough, 
and I like doing horror makeup. Like I'll get real dressed up in zombie makeup, but don't ask me to to watch a movie. So I was like, oh, dead a winner. But he said, no, this is a flick em up version. And there is another game called Flick em Up, which I think has a cowboy theme. But this is based off of the Dead of Winter characters. And it's very cartoony. I liked it. Uh, I likened it to uh, Codename Kids Next Door because of the cartooniness of each. Of, they look like kids, even though they're probably adults. Uh, and the way you move your character around the board is you use your finger. You can't use your thumb to flick your character token. So Whoa. you pick which character you're going to use. Nobody has like one set character. Uh, everyone's playing whatever character it is that round. So you get the little token, you move your character out of the way, and you flick it. If you hit anything, then that's an invalid move. It doesn't count. You only have two moves per turn. And uh, you're trying to get one of the characters, at least, into the RV. <laughs> it's like it, it's a really cool. It like, takes up the entire table to set up all the little game pieces. It almost looks like if you could shrink yourself, it'd be a fun little paintball kind of oh, village. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool, but it's all on the table. And then if you you have some characters have certain weapons, some only have knives, some have a shotgun or a gun. And so you get a little gun bullet piece and you have to flick that at a zombie. And if you knock him over, then you kill him. Ah, take that zombie. But (laughs) you made a noise. So then you have the zombie rampaging. So they have this little tower and whatever the number is on the zombie, you put it on the on the little tower where its number is. And then you move the little uh, platform so it falls and it rolls down and if it knocks your character over it's damaged like you get Ooh. hurt by the zombies it's like a, a being rushed by the zombies you know zombies can't do many things well but hearing they got down to a you know yes. key I don't right? know how <laughs> which is really weird uh, but it was a lot of fun it was very much walking around the table a lot I don't recommend uh, wearing socks on a wooden floor because I kept mm. slipping <laughs> don't slip I, I, yeah I hurt myself a few times trying to play this game yeah. how many people tried to flick without using their thumb I just did I, I kept I kept Oof. I kept they're like stop using your thumb I'm like I'm sorry because you get more out of it yeah but you also don't want to shoot any of the pieces off the board because then your turn is invalid and then you just wasted a turn but there's also the shotgun and it's also when you use the shotgun or the sniper rifle because you get a little board where you can put the ammunition basically and it helps you direct it and it's a little bit more precise oh that looks cool Every time I play any flick 'em up game, usually the cat's just mad at me. The cat? Yeah. I'm very bad at these games. Fair. <laughs> it says, flick, like, <laughs> oh, poor kitty. It's like, well, you know not to be here. Uh, but yeah, it's by Pretzel Games. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, I just did a on Board Game Geek. Uh, it tells you, like, hey, where to buy it. Right now it's on sale on Amazon. Ooh, uh, sales. Cool. Amazon, nice. Normally uh, 50 bucks. It is currently 2187 wow. as of the time nice. of this recording. So I might get this. And you know those are all wooden components because it's a flicking game. Yeah. yeah. You got to be able to flick them. That's true. Yes. So it is a lot of fun. It is fun trying to flick. The sword's hard to flick. <laughs> 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 the little, like, uh, dagger, whatever it is. You got to um, get a spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, mother ever, go dagger. You should yeah. use the shotgun. I know. We The only mistake we made with this game is not drinking more. Ah. <laughs> that would have been more fun. I got to imagine flinging things while you're drunk gets a lot harder. So I'm tempted to buy both these games because they're both on sale right now. So oh, sound like fun games to me. Oh, yes. Have you been playing games, Jeff? I have played a game. What? A game, game recommended by Josh that I said I wanted to play for so long. Kemet! War Elephants. We played some Kemet. And I must must say, the deluxe edition of every board game always gets me so jealous because (laughs) 
Josh's version of Kemet comes with this board that holds all the tiles and mm -hmm. to be fair, that's the regular edition. What? That oh. is just an insert by Daedalus Productions. Oh my god, it's amazing. I, I, I blew my mind because I was trying to get these tiles out and I got fat fingers and they don't fit anywhere. And every time I try to get a tile out of any <laughs> game, I'm just smashing the tile box into oblivion until the yeah. you know its spine is and gone. You, and you recently acquired the game, right? Yes, Vicky actually gave me her version of Kemet. Thank so you. Nice. Thank you. That's all I wanted, some ad yeah. adoration. Just send the answer to my house and I'll put it together for okay. you. Okay. <gasps> Hooray! <laughs> but yes, we did get to play four players in this great epic game of Kemet in which I took those Siege Elven immediately. Which the cool uh, thing about the version I gave you is that this was us playing with BJ when we did a Mox uh, Gauntlet years ago when they played Kemet. And what they do at the end of the day is all the open games they do, they sell them at cost. And all that money still goes donated into whatever charity it is that they're doing that year. So I ended up getting a version, and I realized I never really played it again because I don't really know. I don't have anybody to play with, so that's why I ended up giving it to you. But BJ had printed out cheat sheets like with, <laughs> with all, like, what, what each tile represents because it is a European game. So it, it, that's what I like about European games is that there's no words on the board itself. You just get a copy of what each little picture means, so that way any language can play. Well, the version we came, we we played with the Tosseti expansion. Ooh. So I came with the Black Pyramids, and the Black Pyramids add in a mix of kind of a well balanced mix from the other sets, mm -hmm. and a lot more monsters and. Joey did get his war elephant. Oh, I immediately bought it. It was the first thing I did. I was like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing here. I'm buying this here. war elephant. And it's great because Josh is explaining the game to us, and he's like, your guys are going to want to attack. I can't stress this enough. Don't just try to gather resources. And he listened. Ish. Wow. <laughs> I spent the first turn or two kind of gathering resources but moving a little bit, and then Josh was using the uh, obelisks, which allow you, allow you to teleport across the map. That's when I realized they are much more powerful than me trying to hop over walls or <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> fight other people's armies. But we had a great game. It lasted... What, about two, three hours? Well, we played the long game. We played to a higher point count. Yep. And that last round was stand-up. We had to read, yeah, the rule book so many times. Yeah. Well, it was stand-up exciting because Joey was ahead. I pulled ahead of him, and he came back and crushed me and win the game. It was yeah. epic. Well, we realized that the game doesn't allow you to win unless you're two victory points ahead at the end of the round. Not the beginning, not when you hit it, not any of that. So You just have to be ahead. You can't yeah. be tied. Yeah, exactly. So I managed to tie him up. Multiple times. <laughs> Every round I was like, Josh, stop tying me. I want to win. Vicky was <laughs> shaking your head, so we must clarify. Not like that. Uh, <laughs> well, then I'm not interested anymore. There was a lot of yelling involved. Though. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I got to use my war elephant to travel my guys around a lot faster, which was nice. So I lived that dream. Uh, I got an extra resource on one of the lower level of the tracks, which are the most expensive levels, which definitely helped me because I got to move twice every time without having to worry about my other resources or my army. Um, Josh killed a lot of people's units. I did. I murder fished a lot. <laughs> and I may or may not have pissed off a player we were playing with because during the final round, I needed one more victory point. And I knew how to get it, but I didn't want to just take the free extra space, so I attacked her instead. <laughs> <laughs> And by That's the way, she wants, she wants a rematch. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, lo I love the game. It's exactly what I'd hoped it was going to be. Uh, the themes slash flavor of all the pieces and everything really got you involved in the whole I'm a pharaoh-ish kind of person fighting for, you know, glory and land and elephants. Well, coming soon, we have the Seth expansion. <gasps> it yes! changes it into a one versus many. 
Sean would like to be the one, and we <laughs> shall crush him. We will give him the honor of being destroyed by the people. <laughs> you can try. Yes. So I loved Kemet. Can't speak enough about it. I'm going to probably play it again. I now have my own copy thanks to lovely Vicky. Thank you. And who knows? You're maybe welcome. she'll Sorry. crush me in it, maybe, <laughs> as it is hers. Uh, but any other ge- lovely games you guys want to bring up that you've been battling? Yeah, I got to play Shadowrun Sprawl Ops by Catalyst Games Lab. Uh, this came in about a month and a half ago for me. Um, I was hesitant only because Shadowrun's history of games have been brutally eh, hard. Yes. Complex <laughs> or difficult? E- Beat you difficult. down. <laughs> <laughs> difficult, difficult, difficult. Uh, Shadowrun Crossfire was a card game that... Uh, you got to put stickers on and upgrade your characters. It was very <laughs> RPG, and this is amazing. It's going to be fun, and it beat us like bad children. No. And then, like a red said mule? Yes. yes. <laughs> so we're like, you know what? It's still a fun theme. We love this. We're going to put all the good stickers on, and then we played the easy mode, and we still lost. No. So when this one, I saw this one, this was a true board game, not just a card game. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued. I was like, oh, the board looks cool, and it's worker placement. But still, I was a little worried because I heard people say it's kind of hard. Well, we got it to the table. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah. The board itself has that prismed look like you mm-hmm. see on uh, baseball cards and stuff because Ooh. it's cyberpunk. So why wouldn't you have that? I love cyberpunk. <laughs> and and you can find your house because it's a map of Seattle, and I can like I, I live there, Wait. I work there, and then you what? Yeah, <laughs> Joey lives in Seattle. I'm looking I at this right now. Yeah, right. But yeah, so it's the first half of the game or first half of the round is all worker placement. So you you have your runners, you have three runners, and you put them out and you hire more runners and you get gear and you get upgrades because it's cyberpunk. So you got to, you know, have that eyeball installed that can see 10 miles down the road. And you once you get all your stuff, you can go on missions. Missions get you more money, more money to buy more stuff because there's this one looming final mission. And on those missions, when you go, you add all your shadow runners together. They have these dice pools. So in typical shadow run fashion, you're throwing handfuls of d6s. That's what I like to I'm hear. I'm talking like 20 dice. Chuck and go. And you got to try to beat these missions. And in this one, they give you ways to mitigate injuries because the only the, the dice only have successes and injuries and blanks. If you get an injury, you can offset that injury with any success, any color. But to beat the each row of the challenge, you have to be on color with successes or use two off color. But it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. In my edition, I got the legendary box edition. comes with four boards. Four what? boards? It's a massive box. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a Seattle board, which is the basic. Mm-hmm. It's got the Toronto board, which is, uh, I believe, the co-op board. It's got the player versus player, which encourages more interacting with other <laughs> runners, not in a good way. I can't imagine. <laughs> and it has, I think the Tokyo board is the hard board, the Neo Tokyo board. It's also got individual locations, so you can add to any board. You just add up new stuff. It's got a co-op campaign mode. It's got a special mission mode with a whole nother sideboard. I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of replay value here. Probably the best Shadowrun board game outside of the RPG I've ever played. It looks really pretty. Did you win? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I played, we were running out of time, and we decided, all right, time's up. We got to go. They're actually closing, and they want us to leave. 
So we, we added up who had the most money. Whoever had the most money got the first chance to go on the final mission. And he beat it first try. And wow. that, that was my 13-year-old nephew. <laughs> he crushed us, and he won't shut up about it. Good for him. As he he should, should brag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the second time I played, I played with Sean. Sean lost. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> oh, man. That's all you need to know. <laughs> One turn. I was going to do that same mission that he was going to do, and he beat it. Beat me by it by just friggin' one turn. Ugh. I felt I was ready. I went on the final mission because that's a great thing. You can go on the final mission whenever you want. If you lose, you're gonna suffer injuries and stuff, and it'll take you time to build back up. But when you think you're ready, you gotta do- go because there's no second place in this game. Oh, Whoever beats got the it. final mission, game over. Well, I love the player interaction. So one of the things that I was able to do in, in one of my turns, um, I hired another player's uh, shadow runner for a mission that it was impossible for them to complete, <laughs> which uh, because I used their, their player and put them on a mission, that player wasn't available or that Shadowrunner wasn't available for the mission that I knew they wanted that person to go on. So I entered their person, kept them from going on the mission that they wanted, and really just kind of wrecked them for that round. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll teach you to use... My resources, wait. It, it's amazing how well Sean is at finding ways to hurt other players. <laughs> it's talents, really. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, guys. Do we have one more quick game that you've played? I picked up one by Yellow Games called The Mysterious Forest, and it's a family weight game. It is not a complex shadow run, build up your stuff, a brain burner. Uh, this is a new take on a memory game. But most memory games you're familiar with, you flip over the tile, try to find the matching tile, remember where the other tile was. Yes, the game I lost in every video game, mini game of all time. <laughs> but ultimately, they haven't really changed over the years. So uh, Sean and I got to play The Mysterious Forest. And what it is, thematically, a uh, boy finds a painting in his grandma's attic, and it's a portal to a mysterious forest, and he has to gather up all his stuff and make it through the forest and eat, defeat, not eat, defeat the evil queen. Okay. So to play the game, you lay out all these cards. And we played on hard because we're gamers and we know what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> it's family weight game. This forest no won't challenge beat us. whatsoever. <laughs> so we laid out all the cards. Now, in turn order, we played a three player game. And you have to, one player looks at the first card, must memorize what's on the card. And there are two or three items that you need. He looks at it, next person looks at the second card, third card, and so on. So you might look at three or four cards and you need to memorize what's on those cards. Then, to further complicate things, in turn order, you roll four dice. Of those four dice rolled, you have to cooperatively discuss what you need for the whole thing and fill your backpack. But when you roll the four dice, you only get to pick two of the things. I'm already confused. <laughs> okay, okay. So you keep going around, taking turns, rolling the dice, trying to fill your backpack, and you have a lot of slots. There's like 30 slots or something. And all these resources coming up and all this discussion, you start to forget what the cards were you actually looked like. Like, well, I know we need two compasses, and I, I'm pretty sure we needed three maps. Swords? I, wait, there were swords? So you're talking it you're talking it out and there's also Loki dice which is a little squirrel that messes with things. Aptly named Loki. Yes. Anytime you roll the Loki dice you have to take a Loki token instead of picking a resource you know you need. So then you filled your backpack. Yay, we go on the adventure. So then you simply go card by card turning it over and trying to fill stuff out of your backpack to the card. 
Sean, how did we do? We made it up to the final boss. Ooh. We were there. Uh, Loki tokens actually give you something, but it's random, right? So you have to decide if you're using the Loki token. It either gives you a random uh, a choice of three resources, or you have to discard two things from your backpack to get one thing you know you need. Okay. Which is kind of bad because you're losing more stuff out of your backpack. Yeah. So we made it up to the final boss, and we're putting the tokens down, and we were one token shy. No! <laughs> one! Oh! oh. <laughs> Worst defeat ever. Yes. Well, we found out that that was hard mode, yes. Well, there was an extra hard mode. What? Where on the final boss, you don't get to flip it over and assign the tokens. You must, on the final boss only, you assign the tokens, then flip it back over. What? I played that version with BJ. Oh, God. <laughs> we were gaming out the Loki tokens, and he, he totally forgot. He couldn't remember the final boss. He got to look at it. He no clue what it was. We somehow put on the right tokens. Really? Total luck win. Oh, my wow. gosh. <laughs> Just blind. How many tokens do you have to put down? Uh, about 30. 30? Throughout, no, Throughout on the, the final boss. Oh, I was the, like, oh my <laughs> God, that's the luckiest thing I've ever heard. Throughout the game is 30. On the final boss itself, I think it's four or okay. five. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was pretty fun, and it's a new take on memory. I recommend it for people with working with children with memory. It's a way better way to do it than flip a card, flip another card, your turn, <laughs> flip a card, I'll flip a card. And da, da, da. Yep. It's it's not as dry. It adds a lot of theme, and it's pre-painted, and it comes in an awesome magnetically sealed box. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really a, good production value. The and Mysterious Forest You by can Yellow. never play too many memory games, let me tell you, because my memory is still gone. <laughs> and yeah. I played a lot when I was younger. That and uh, all the drinking. Well, you know, that doesn't help. Didn't help. It didn't help. <laughs> no. And all the different board games I've probably been playing, you know, you may start don't. mixing rules at some point. I don't judge. I do the same thing. How about Mysterious Forest? Every card you complete, you have to take a shot. That oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> a sip. I don't know what the last card is. It's all swords. I, know, I, know. I <laughs> just love you. I love all you guys, and I love these tokens. To be clear, <laughs> don't play the drinking forest with the children. No, <laughs> no. The drinking forest. The New drinking game idea, forest. John. <laughs> the drinking forest. I like this idea. I'll take another sap beer, please. <laughs> Can I get butterbeer, but alcoholic, please? I don't know. We're in a forest. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Bring me one of every beer. It fits. <laughs> Thematically appropriate. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Hopefully you didn't get any stupider after that lovely memory game we just played. <laughs> any more stupider. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, take us away, Josh. Uh, play nice. <laughs>